Welcome to The Business of Defense, sponsored by ASMC on Federal News Network. Here's today's moderator, Rich Brady. Welcome, and thanks for joining us again. I'm Rich Brady, CEO at the American Society of Military Comptrollers and your host on The Business of Defense, sponsored by ASMC on Federal News Network. My guest today is Don Sedgley, Chief Capability Officer at CBON Data and President of Altavia Consulting. CBON Data and Altavia are a premier provider of ERP consulting services centered around improving clients' operations by maximizing value from existing business processes and information systems. Established in 1998, Altavia has been an SAP development partner since its inception, and its business strategy has centered on a commitment to customer success. In March of 2022, Altavia was acquired by CBON Data, creating the capability to deliver ERP architecture and design business intelligence, financial management, cloud migration, and compliance and risk management capabilities. Dawn, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to have you on our uh, last episode of uh, 2022. Uh, so I want to wish you and all of our viewers a uh, happy holidays. Um, we always like to start at the beginning. So if we could go back to the 1990s, uh, the uh, Cold War had just ended, uh, the uh, Soviet Union uh, fell. Uh, the internet was uh, changing uh, many things, people's lives and businesses, and you decided to establish uh, Altavia Consulting. Can you take us uh, back to that time and talk a little bit about uh, how Altavia came about? Um, yeah, so uh, we actually started within uh, one of the large management consulting firms. We were uh, their strategic initiative group. And in the late 90s, you were just now having the ERPs come on as a technology stack. And so up until then, you were domain-centric. HR systems were collapsing. Financial systems were collapsing. But the big ERPs like Oracle, SAP, and these things had just now started to come out. So the customers were having a very hard time with that integration piece, the right. cross-domain integration piece. And so within that firm, they created a SWAT team that specialized in financials and logistics and business process and technology. So all of us that were put onto that team had to have this cross-domain skill set. So I have a master's in logistics and a financial background, and then we learned technology stacks. So they wanted to merge with another management consulting firm, and they were going to change their structure. So they actually asked us to spin out okay, so that we could keep that unique skill set together. And so it's kind of weird. Here we are again in a digital transformation, same pain points, people trying to understand how to do enterprise-wide you know, information and technology stack. So where we were 20 some odd years ago, here we are again with the new tech boom. So that's basically what happened. We spun out and then they hired us back. So and, it was convenient. <laughs> and you were a pure play uh, SAP development partner. That's kind of how you started out. Was that your initial strategy to uh, stay in that area or, you know? One, yes, 100%. So within that management firm, we actually learned multiple standalone tools. We had done an assessment against SAP as a platform in the area of financial analytics, cost management, um, operational analytics, and had determined that it had the best costing engine. And so when we came out, that's what we specialized in. We actually helped develop it with SAP, the software entity, and we became a customer voice to the software development firm in that area, and we continue to play that role with SAP Germany. Now, you mentioned uh, your customers at the time. Uh, were your customers primarily in the federal government sector, private sector, international? I know you're kind of all over the place now. So yeah. what was it back uh, during uh, the establishment phase? Um, so back then, it was 100% commercial. Um, they were adopting these large ERP platforms much earlier than, than the government was. 
However, when we did spin ourselves out, we said we want to be, we picked to be like a government company right. because they had, uh, we found a firm that had just been bought in this market space and they wanted to, you know, keep their presence and they were so well recognized. We actually modeled ourselves around a government company, even though we were commercial in nature. So um, SAP asked us to write the book around costing and cost analytics in the side of an SAP platform. Um, as activity-based costing and costing still is a government-wide problem, like understanding what does it cost to do their products and services. Once we wrote that book, that's how we became uh, a part of the federal market um, because in the 90s, that was a big push with the CFO Act, et cetera. And so that's how we got introduced into federal. They reached out to us and said, we need help um, with costing and large-scale SAP implementations. And is that uh, then your, your strategy grow from there? Uh, you know, what was what was in the early years and kind of into early 2000s, you know, what was your strategy? It sounded like you intentionally were trying to get into the federal sector, uh, but you kept a piece of the commercial side as well. 100%. We did. We we were global, as you mentioned, and um, we, we also remained within federal and did multiple federal implementations. And then we got into defense. <laughs> and so in the early 2000s, around 2005, we started working with the Department of Army. And once you get into a very large conglomerate like that and you have cleared resources and you have um, expertise, they just started consuming every resource we could have. So we accidentally became very, you know, DOD-focused just because the demand was there and they were all adopting these large um, ERP-based applications, be it Oracle or SAP. So, and that's where we have continued to stay uh, during that time. Now, you mentioned uh, at the beginning uh, you were spun off from a management consulting firm. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, one of the advantages of being involved with a firm, depending on the size of it, is you, you probably had a lot of overhead support that was provided to you. Now, all of a sudden, you're spun off. You're responsible for all of that. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what was the size of your team at that time? Um, you know, how did you provide that support, and how did you how did you grow? How did you scale? Um, all great questions, multiple <laughs> right in a row. Uh, I think any new business when you start, you're everything. Right. Right. Um, where we were our own worst enemy in the sense that there's this phrase that doctors are the worst patients. Well, we're financial people, right? So here we are trying to run our own financials <laughs> and do our own systems implementations. However, uh, what we did mainly is we just focused on delivering the mission for the customer. As we continue to grow, we then started adding in some of that support structure. But one of the reasons why we recently did the merger is because our growth pattern was outpacing our ability to keep up with our infrastructure. And so we needed to have a much larger infrastructure um, because the demand for these type of services just continue to grow and grow. Yeah, I definitely want to get into uh, your thoughts on the, the merger and uh, how that all came about. But you know, before the merger, where were you about? What size was Altavia? Uh, we were approximately 150 to 160 with you know, contractors. Yeah, okay. and so we were about twice the size of right. the acquirer. Right, and so uh, w uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the uh, the acquisition. Uh, C Beyond Data acquired Altavia. Mm -hmm. Who approached who in that? Uh, <laughs> it was really interesting. Um, we actually were looking to obtain some money to acquire others. There were some firms that we were interested in, and someone that had seen our um, information happened to work at an SAP company and then had left and gone into merger and acquisitions. So they were aware of who we were. Um, uh, that private equity firm had just uh, uh, acquired CBON data. So that person on their merger and acquisition team understood what we were. 
from a, an operational services standpoint and then actually made the introduction. And we were like, we're not interested in doing a merger. And then they convinced us to sit down. We're like, wow, this is a really good idea. There's a lot of synergies here. Um, and so then we were like, okay, we're, let's do this instead. This is a, a great, you know, one plus one does make three. Right. Can you talk a little bit about those synergies? Uh, you know, the capabilities that uh, Altavia brought to, to yeah. the merger, the capabilities that CBON Data brought. Um, obviously, they weren't like capabilities. They were different capabilities. But uh, as you said, uh, you know, created additive value for the organization. Can you talk about, a little bit more about those capabilities? Sure, yeah. I think both firms over the last decade or so had become a part of the digital transformation. So both of our skill sets were in that BI, data warehousing, data lake, data analytics, right. you know, that type of, um, that's where we had like kind, but they were all in the DOJ and we were in the DOD. So there was a, there was a synergy there and like exact type of skill sets. They have SAP from an analytics standpoint and non-analytics, and so do we. Um, they also have a product. Uh, so we have the CFO tower where they um, focus on doing the PBBE process. And we would use SAP-like products to build out that PBBE um, process. So we had synergies in our, our business process functional technical knowledge. We also have a, a costing um, tool. So both of us were product developers as well. So there was synergy there where they were more the financial and budget analytics and we were cost analytics. Right. And so we could provide the holistic suite to like a CFO or a CIO for, you know, TB, TBM plus costing, et cetera. Um, and then we still do the ERP backbone of SAP. Their knowledge set was heavy on momentum. So that brought together uh, um, an understanding of the multiple platforms as well. Right. So that's where we had a lot of overlap and synergies. You mentioned that uh, you, you and CBON Data, AltaVia and CBON Data came together. Uh, you were actually looking to acquire a company or some other mm -hmm. companies. And uh, you know, I've seen this kind of over the last year. It seems that there's a lot of uh, mergers and acquisitions going on. Uh, how would you assess kind of the state of M&A in the defense contractor space right now? Is, is the pace picking up? Well, that, uh, I don't know. That's right. To me, it seems like the pace is picking up. I think, I think as you watch inflation or you watch the market and you see what the value of cash is and the cost of cash is from a private equity standpoint, it may be slightly different. I think that you're going to see large-scale modernization has to occur just technically because of the technology boom. Right. You're going to see large amounts of just acquisition and mergers just because of the sheer demand and a limit of the resources that are available to fulfill that demand. So there, there's going to have to be, you know, some synergies of acquiring up right. uh, in order just to get the resourcing that's Do you necessary. Think, it sounds like some of this might be driven by the private uh, equity uh, industry uh, mm -hmm. as they're looking for returns. Maybe they see the federal government uh, as a fairly stable customer base uh, during these turbulent economic times. I mean, is that a fair assessment of the situation? 100%. I think... Okay. Uh, COVID definitely made a lot of corporations understand that the federal, the federal market continues. Right. <laughs> where when you're a commercial entity, you choose when you do a capital investment or not. And right. so there's different drivers. Yeah. And we have a, just a large number of legacy systems in the federal market that they're at their life cycle. Right. It's time for them to be modernized. There's always going to be work with the federal government. 100%. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Business of Defense on Federal News Network. We'll be right back. 
the U.S. defense industry is large, complex, and competitive. It is also lucrative for those companies able to navigate it successfully. The American Society of Military Comptrollers helps bridge the gap between the boardroom and the battlefield while supporting transformation in the defense sector. The Business of Defense podcast brings you inside the companies working to achieve this directly from the business leaders and to understand how they create value for their companies and their customers. For more information on ASMC, visit asmconline.org. Welcome back to the Business of Defense, sponsored by ASMC on Federal News Network. I'm talking with Don Sedgley, Chief Capability Officer at CBON Data and President of Altavia Consulting. CBON Data and Altavia work to provide holistic solutions to complex problems for their federal customers by focusing on operationalizing leadership goals and objectives into executable strategies. CBON Data and Altavia's success is also rooted in corporate social responsibility, which provides a unique competitive advantage in their company culture. Don, I'd like to uh, kind of go back uh, to your kind of personal story here and how you got into this business uh, uh, back in the 90s. Um, so I was working for a management consulting firm as a part of their strategic initiatives group, and they did, uh, getting ready with their merger, wanted to keep that skill set. So they did ask us to spin out and then come back as a, as a vendor to them to provide that special um, skill sets that we have. Um, so that's what really started it uh, in the late 90s. And then so from there, that's what happens. And so there we were. Were you in a leadership management position at the spin-out time, or you, were you more in a, in a technical financial role? Yeah, I was, uh, an, you know, I was an SAP financial specialist at the time, so I would have been on implementations leading However, we were a part of the strategic initiatives group. So anytime they had a large customer needing to come in that they wanted to sell SAP or strategic services to, I was a part of that. I was not a partner um, at, that, at that location, but I would have been on the path, so to speak. Right. <laughs> yes. So you were now thrust into this leadership position yes. uh, at, at Altavia Consulting. And uh, how did you go about uh, developing you know, the leadership management skills uh, you needed and balancing it with the work that you needed to do to, to create business for, for the consultancy? Yeah, um, I think what ended up happening, you were, if you're in an IT environment and you are working with, uh, in a commercial world especially, with SAP in the 90s, you were dealing with a lot of different cultures, a lot of, because you were large-scale projects where you had a lot of different um, consultants on there from different countries, et cetera. So you were already in a position where you needed to run a team and you had to have that leadership type of skill. You had to get used to working with multiple cultures and how do you accommodate different technical versus non-technical. So you take that and then you start to continue to grow. And so it was over time, you know. Um, also, they were always taking a bunch of different types of classes, like um, learning how to go do org change management, because as you're, as you're growing, as, a, as your projects are growing, you have to take on more of those activities. You can't just be the technical SMEs right. or the financial SMEs. You have to learn how do you do you know, project management, how do you do change management, et cetera. And so it was a slow growth pattern over that. We were conservative and managed our growth appropriately. There were the three partners originally and then before we merged. And so we always made sure that we um, could grow with quality so we didn't take everything that was possibly there. That allowed us to continually um, be leaders before we were going to fail necessarily. Were there critical lessons along the way? Um, 100%. I think one of the main things to recognize is that everyone is very different. Um, being able to recognize other people's skill sets 
being able to help other people recognize their skill sets, not thinking that every person has to be on a technical path or a project management path. So there are a lot of lessons that had more to do with how do you build out a culture of a firm where people feel like they can plug into it, that they have value even though they don't look like the next person or you know, come from the same background as the next person, and then continue to you know, mature that and protect that as the company continues to grow. Yeah, what uh, what makes uh, the company culture of uh, Altavia unique in in your view? Um, I think you treat one another as if you're not just there for the job. You're not just there for that project that you're implementing. We're in large-scale IT businesses, right? right? And there's a lot of different competitors that you can be a part of, or you can be an independent consultant. Um, there are groups of people who want to feel like they're a part of a network. They want to feel like somebody's looking out for them. They want to know that you play together you work hard, you have the mantras like leave no man behind, even if you're not the person doing the job, go get him coffee. If, right. if you can't help him do their deliverable and they're in a crunch time. Um, always trying to make sure that people don't overwork themselves. You know, you'll have those overachievers who like to like, you know, work 60 hour weeks, but they'll burn out. So those are the things that you have to like actually institutionalize into your business. That's where CB on Data and Altavia had a very similar culture, and that's why we were able to like merge very easily. Is that we had like kind mindset when it came to being servant oriented on projects with our customers with each other right. as a part of our culture, but then try to maintain that ongoing. So now this uh, avoiding burnout and not working too hard does that apply to you as well? No, <laughs> <laughs> when you're the leader, you end up you know yeah uh, um, you end up working a lot of different hours, right. but so. Uh, so that's where you have to manage your growth appropriately, right? You, as you get larger as a company, you have to have that right infrastructure in place. Otherwise, you take on the, the hit. But yeah, um, the doctor is his own worst patient, as I said earlier. So yes, you know. <laughs> now, Altavia was also involved in uh, what we call today corporate social, social responsibility before it was really even a term. Uh, yeah. You were involved in this uh, 15, 20 years ago. Can you talk a little bit about how that came about uh, and, and why that's important to to the company and the company culture? Yeah, I think, um, so in the late 90s, when we were doing a lot of the large-scale ERP implementations, and you're working on global projects, um, being a part of that strategic initiative group, we were actually sent to the customer that had a problem, right? Um, when you're doing that in a lot of these locations, a lot of these global companies, they have plants or manufacturing sites everywhere else in the world. And you very quickly learn how blessed we really are in this country because 75% of the population or whatever the number is now, you know, don't have what we have. And I was being driven to locations where I had to have bodyguards, you know, you're burning trash, you're on slums. Right. And we thought, well, most of us don't have the opportunity to go see that. We might do Habitat for Humanity, which is awesome, but we don't really get to see how the rest of the world lives. So we made it intentionally a part of that um, so that people could see how, how that works. And um, so we made it to where we did a service project, you know, every year, um, one in the U.S., one outside of the United States. Um, we found that it helped people bond. Um, you allow them to bring a, a spouse. A lot of recruiting came out of it, you know. Um, but that way people could actually learn more about themselves, others in the company, and then also provide, you know, a service back. And they liked that they were given that option versus you know, having to figure out how to do it on their own. Right. No, that's really great. Uh, you know, it sounds like some companies have a statement on corporate social responsibility, but it, you really have action yeah. behind uh, behind your statement. So that's really great. 
you're also operating in an industry that's, uh, let's be frank, dominated by uh, males. Um, and you've been able to succeed uh, now for well over two decades in mm -hmm. this industry. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, you know, what was that like? And, uh, you know, how were you able to navigate that and, and grow your business to land where you are today? Yeah, I think it's a very yes. We're in a, a male-dominated. I have, um, over time, I learned very early in my career that uh, the world isn't about fairness, you know, especially working in other countries and you can see the poverty, but the world isn't really about fairness and I couldn't have a victim mentality of, you know, well, I'm just as, you know, equal or qualified. And I also had to learn very early that um, it isn't about my gender or not. In some cases, they don't like me because I sound Southern, but I have a Northern sense of humor because, you know, <laughs> um, I just, and I worked in other cultures. I worked in Asia. So I learned pretty early that it, uh, they could always find, someone can always find a reason to, you know, not recognize your skill set. So the way that I came about that was just to say, okay, then this is what I, I bring to the table, always do very good work, always be the best in what you do, and that will be what's recognized, and if, if not, then not, you know, and that's a reality. So um, never have a victim mindset, never be about it's not fair, just always be about did I do what the most I could, did I achieve an objective for the customer, and then you'll be okay, right? We are a DOD, I don't have a military background. You know, I'm not on my third career where I was military, civilian, and now a contractor. Um, but over time, just focusing on providing that skill set and that service and doing it well and always being honest, you know, always say what you mean, do what you mean, and then you'll be, you know, you, your actions will win out over anyone's perception of who you are or what they think, right. you know. Oh, that's great. Uh, I'm going to have to write that down, a southern accent and a northern sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. It gets me in trouble quite a bit, actually. <laughs> so, uh, so what's next for uh, Altavia Consulting as a part of CBON Data? Yeah, um, so now we're leveraging across the firm. We've already we've merged, so the, the bulk of the back office merger is, is almost completed. Um, looking at filling out a few other competencies that we would like to add into our our. Uh, our full belt, so to speak. Uh, so looking at some acquisitions, back on track for looking right. at the acquisitions we were looking at originally, um, and making sure that we can always provide um, strategies that are operational uh, for our customers. Right. Um, we find that there are a lot of people who are very good at coming up with strategies or very good at operational, you know, but we want to focus on being able to come up with strategies that are executable as well. So that requires you to have strategic management all the way down to the sharp data scientists. So that's what we're looking at, you know, um, continuing to fill out in our, our portfolio. Great. Well, Dawn, I can't thank you enough. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but I can't thank you enough for being here today and uh, sharing your insights about the defense industry, what it took to grow uh, Altavia Consulting and uh, your path through that. Uh, and also, you know, talking a little bit about what's next for the industry and uh, uh, for CB on data. So thank you very much. Thank you. I'd like to thank today's guest, Don Sedgley, Chief Capability Officer at CBON Data and President of Altavia Consulting, for her insights into CBON Data and Altavia's business structure, evolving capability set, unique company culture, and what it takes for a company to succeed in the long term in the highly competitive government contracting environment. Watch the Business of Defense again next month, where we bring you inside the companies working to drive transformation in the defense sector 
to hear directly from their business leaders and to understand how they create value for their companies and their customers. I am Rich Brady, CEO of the American Society of Military Comptrollers, and I thank you again for joining us. You are listening to Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search ASMC. Thank you for listening to The Business of Defense, sponsored by ASMC on Federal News Network.